Hey guys, welcome back to Swoosh Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. And welcome back to another episode. What's going on, Jake? How have you been? Um, I've been fine. I'm doing great. How are you? I've been great, but today we are very excited because we have a special guest on the show with us. We have Cubs minor league pitcher Garrett Kelly on the podcast with us. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. How's it doing? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, of course. It's great. It's an honor to have you on with us. And Jake, let's start off the interview. Okay, great. So, Jake's going to ask you your first question. So, like, what kind of got you into baseball? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, I, I loved the game from a very young age. My dad was a big baseball fan and introduced me. Uh, maybe two or three, I got, you know, the first plastic bat and ball and got a glove and started doing some, or trying to do some damage at an early age. So, I just I fell in love with the game once I was introduced to it. Okay, so we all we've gotten many responses to the same question. They're all different. Like some most of them just they got into T ball just like some of their family played, but they're sort of different. So most sort of same too at the same time. But our next question is who were some who were some like MLB players you idolized and like what was your favorite ML team growing up? Sure, growing up, uh, I my older cousin was a Yankees fan, and I didn't have an older brother, so I kind of gravitated towards what he did. Uh, so I, I, I was a Yankees fan, much to the dismay of pretty much everyone in my family. Uh, I loved the Yankees, and I was a big Derek Jeter fan. And then as I got older, I uh, became a catcher, and a young catcher at the time was Buster Posey. So I kind of watched what he did and really tried to emulate his game. But since then, I just, I've just become a fan in general. I mean, obviously, I'm a pitcher, now, long, no longer a catcher. And there's certain guys that I might try and look at as, you know, getting, getting an idea of how I want to pitch from them. But... Just a fan of the game. I'm, I'm a fan of good baseball, and um, I'm a Cubs fan now, obviously. So uh, that's who that's who I root for. Yeah, so Jake is actually a big Yankees fan. I'm a Mets fan, though. So we we, we argue about them a lot. But um, a little New York rivalry, I see. Yeah. Uh, so the next question is like, you said you were a catcher, but like, what kind of made you switch to a pitcher? I didn't have much of a choice, gentlemen. I uh, I couldn't hit very well. So my college coach told me that if I wanted to have a, a chance to play at the next level professionally, I should probably figure out pitching. I was a good catcher. I had a good arm, but hitting's tough. Hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball on your hands was difficult for me at that age. So uh, we made the transition, and lucky enough, I had some people who were patient enough with me to go through those growing pains. I'm still going through some now, but uh, that, that, that was the reason for the switch. Okay, so... Um, that's actually really interesting. So, when you made that switch, like, did you ever actually work on your hang a lot to try to get better? You said you weren't that good at it, but did you used to, like, try to try work on your hang a lot when you were younger, before you made that switch? I did. Yeah, no, I did. I was, maybe too much, I think I kind of psyched myself out, but I was in the cage for hours after the, after practice of the games, trying to get better, and, um, I think I realized that my, my potential on the mound was going to be greater than my potential, uh, at the plate, so... We decided to, to transition over. Okay, so our next our next question is actually a really big question. You went to Wake Forest for college, but what, why did you choose Wake Forest in the first place, really? Sure, it's a great question. Coming from California, Wake Forest is a long way from home. But uh, I wanted to find a place where I could compete, with base, compete at the highest level, and the ACC, in my opinion, is right up there with the SEC and the Pac-12 in terms of the number one conference year in and year out, depending on which programs are stronger usually those are the top three so uh i I love the the acc baseball aspect of it and then also wake is 
uh, perennially a top 30 school in terms of academics in the country. So that was a big uh, factor for me because baseball will be over one day and I wanted to make sure I had a, a good quality degree to fall back on. And lastly, when I went to visit, I just, I love the campus and I love the, the culture of the team. Uh, all the coaches really brought you in like a family member and I became very close to the team very quickly. So those three reasons uh, was why I went over. Yeah, me and Jake definitely know about Wake Forest because some legendary NBA players went there, like Chris Paul and Tim Duncan. That's right. That's right. A lot of people don't know that, but Timmy D, Chris Paul, we got some guys in there now, Collins and, and Teague and some other players that are from, uh, from the Demon Deacons representing in the, the uh, NBA for sure. So the next question is, in your first three years at Wake Forest, you kind of had some struggles, but that last year um, you had a great year. So what was your mindset going into that year? Yeah, I think like we talked about earlier is those growing pains and just uh, I kind of almost had to learn on the fly. And then I had some injuries that, that, that hurt me uh, going from my sophomore to my junior year is when I made the switch to just pitching. And I had a really good year in summer baseball that summer. But uh, towards the end of the summer, my, my elbow started hurting and I ended up having a fractured elbow that I threw through, uh, threw through the pain my junior year. Obviously, those numbers are pretty atrocious. And I was throwing like 86-mile-an-hour fastballs, so... I think we uh, we made the decision that it wasn't worth putting my future at risk, and I wasn't really helping the team out that much anyway. So I went ahead and had the surgery in the middle of the season, and then uh, my senior year was like my first full year of being healthy and uh, trying to contribute. My my numbers weren't great; I still walked a decent amount of guys, but uh, that was the first year that I was able to kind of play with a full deck of cards and and uh, try and figure out who I was as a pitcher and how I could help the team. So after you went to Wake Forest after college, you went undrafted, which is unfortunate, but you also got really lucky and you, you signed with the Minnesota Twins. So what is that whole experience like for you signing with the Twins and the MLB organization? Right, yeah, I was, you know, I thought I had a decent chance uh, of getting drafted. I, I was expecting to get drafted my senior year just because I, I was running the fastball up there pretty decently at the time, but um, a little disappointed when I didn't get drafted, but obviously the Twins called me about 15 minutes after the draft was over and offered me an undrafted free agent uh, contract, which I was really, really excited about. I was on my way back from a very long cross-country trip, so uh, that was good news there towards the end of the trip. And um, I was obviously very grateful and continue, will be grateful to the Twins for giving me my, my first opportunity in professional baseball and uh, try to make the most of it. Were there any other teams who kind of gave you a call that they were interested in you? Or was it really only the Twins? Uh, not really. I mean, the Twins, the Twins were the first, and then... I think after that, uh, I didn't really get too much uh, back and forth from anyone else. Before the draft, there was communications, and then going into my junior year, I talked to just about every team. Like I said, I, I was a much better prospect going into my junior year as I ended up being coming out of my senior year, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm still here, still kicking, so thankful for that. So after that one year, you played some rookie ball with the Twins, but then you went to play a year of independent baseball, so... Like, what was it like playing independent baseball? It was a lot of fun. Um, now, I'm not going to say that there's always a ton of pressure either way. You know, I, I put more pressure on me than most people put on themselves and most people put on other people. So I always expect to perform and to perform to the best of my ability. But with that being said, independent baseball was a lot of fun. It was a much more laid-back atmosphere. And uh, loved the Schaumburg Boomers, loved the Frontier League. Uh, they were great for me in my career, kind of giving me, uh, you know, another go at it. And uh, the staff there in the front office, everyone was great. So 
Um, yeah. Actually, that was a lot of fun. Go ahead. Actually, the first, the second guy we interviewed, Jonathan DeMarte, I think who's also in the Cubs organization, he also played in the Frontier League. We got to talk with him a little about that. And one more thing I want to ask you about independent baseball. Did it kind of feel the same as the minors? Did it have the same atmosphere? You know what? For me, it was a better atmosphere because my uh, my experience in minor league baseball up to there was only in, in uh, was in rookie ball and there was not there's no fans at the game we were in fort myers in florida i mean i spent a little time in elizabeth too so i guess that was more of like a true feel but but with with this independent ball it was uh you know you're traveling from city to city and we got up to seven thousand fans at a couple games so i had a great time we had a really good team with a lot of ex-affiliated guys and i think we want we won the championship and ended up winning over 70 games in, uh, in 105 game season or something. So we were really, really good. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and the, the guys were great. Uh, so I would say it was very much like a regular uh, minor league experience from, from what I would say. Do you prefer the Frontier League over to minor leagues, even though it's probably not as like higher in like rankings of like MLBs get to the MLB? But did you like it more or do you like the same? Um... That's a tough question. I think now, with where I'm getting, I like it now. I like my, the minor league system now, obviously more so because there's a, you know a better chance of moving up and moving forward. Uh, but it was a lot more fun than rookie ball. I promise that. <laughs> the, it was a lot more fun than staying in one place and not really going anywhere and kind of being trapped. So I, I very much so enjoyed that more than my first year. But then I, I would say that more recently, I'm I'm enjoying the minor league system more than than. Uh, indie ball but indie ball was great it was awesome i loved it so a few years later in 2018 you signed with the chicago cubs which is a whole new organization so what was it like getting signed again but by a whole different team yeah it was crazy um i was working out at a place called driveline in in Kent, washington and i threw in one of their showcases and the cubs had seen me throwing throwing indie ball so we kind of had some familiarity with with each other Schaumburg is just outside of Chicago, actually. It's a suburb of Chicago. So um, it was. I was very fortunate and loved the fact that I got signed by such a great organization. Cubs fans are some of the best fans in sport in the world, loyal people. And I went to a Cubs game uh, before I was a Cub, actually, and I loved the atmosphere. I loved the environment and the people. So uh, first-rate first organization, top-class people, and I'm very fortunate and have uh, enjoyed being in their organization ever since. Did you go? To, did you get to go to Wrigley Field for that game? I did. I was at Wrigley Field. I was uh, my now fiance. It was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, since I was playing in Schaumburg and any ball, we had a Monday off, and the Cubs were home playing Monday, so we uh, took the train into the city and watched the game. And uh, it was really cool. It's a great environment. If you guys ever have an opportunity to go see a game in Wrigley Field, I highly recommend it. I, I just did um, last June. It was unbelievable. It was probably the, I'm a Mets fan. I love City Field, but I think it really was one of the best stadiums I've ever been to. Yeah, I've been to a lot of baseball fields. So that, by far, that Fenway is really special too. But uh, Wrigley is a uh, like a piece of American history. Awesome. Yeah. So stay on the topic of that year, 2018. With um, so you in single A that year, you had a really good year. Was a 149 ERA and 41 strikeouts. You played with the one of the teams you played with. Your I could tell by your hat the move, Myrtle Beach Pelicans. So kind of what was your key to success that year? Like what was that hard work like? Right. It was it was a lot of the same stuff that I did in the year prior uh, in any ball, but it was just staying true to who I was. Uh, and I got away with not having great on speed stuff. I kind of figured out a little bit of a breaking ball towards 
the middle of the year, which allowed me to get ahead more more guys, but mostly using the fastball and fastball and leverage counts, and um, you know just trying to be very aggressive towards guys and not being afraid of getting hit and just throwing my best stuff at them. I walked more guys than I wanted to, but um, I was lucky and fortunate enough that those walks didn't didn't uh, bite me in the butt. So just trying to be as aggressive with these hitters as possible and give them my, uh, my best stuff, maintaining a very simple routine and keeping all, you know, all my pre-throw and post-throw work the same, regardless of how I do, and uh, staying in the uh, training room as much as I can, staying healthy and able to move forward. So how have you been staying ready for baseball when, when since even though you're in the minor leagues and the minor leagues won't be happening really for like another year, but how, how, how have you been staying in shape and staying ready, pitching and all that stuff? Sure. I was actually, um, sadly enough, I ended up having a shoulder injury towards the end of uh, last year pitching. My last two outings, I had some shoulder issues and wasn't comfortable and ended up uh, showing that I had a slap tear in my right labrum, so my shoulder was torn, and I had surgery in December, so I kind of, I mean, this is an awful time, people are suffering, and by no means am I trying to make light of the pandemic situation, but in my own personal life, it was kind of a a fortunate situation that the season was canceled, because I wouldn't have played this year anyway, so it's given me a year to kind of get healthy and and prepare for the next year, and, and not lose any time with anyone, so I have a really great physical therapy spot right next to my house down here in Miami, that I go to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I work out there for about three, three and a half hours working on my shoulder. I'm two and a half, almost three months into my throwing program now, and I lift as well. So I've, I've been able to keep in good shape and get, continue to get uh, improve my health over there at Pinecrest Therapy. Yeah, me and Jake, actually, this podcast came out of the pandemic, which is good because, like, it's basically been really successful so far. It's been a great thing to do with everything shut down. Yeah, it's awesome. A lot of people are trying to find the silver linings with the uh, pandemic, and you guys obviously got busy and guys have a cool uh, a cool situation going on here for sure. So um, one of our last baseball questions before we do some cool rapid-fire questions with you. So um, what are your goals for, like, the next – we know the season's canceled, but what are your goals for, like, your next minor league season? Right. Well, first and foremost is get healthy. Um, get healthy and get prepared to compete at the highest level. There's a lot of things in baseball that I can't control. Like I can't control where I go, what level I get placed at, or you know when I'm used, but um, I just want to pound the strike zone. I, I developed a, a slider that I really liked at the, end, uh, the middle of last year that uh, I can repeat. So getting comfortable using that more often, throwing more change-ups, and just becoming a more polished pitcher. Um, I'm not really going to focus too much on the, uh, you know, strikeouts and, and walks and hits and, and ERA type stuff because a lot of that's out of my control. But I know that if I execute quality pitches and I'm aggressive and keep it around the zone, I'll be successful. So uh, those are the things I'll focus on. So now we're going to do some rapid-fire questions to kind of get to know you a little bit. So the first one is, like, do you have a favorite non-baseball player and non-baseball team? Non-baseball player or team? Well, I love uh, I love golf. I love watching Brooks Koepka. I think he is like a super cool athlete. Just brushes balls and does six. He's very successful. Seems like a laid back guy. So Brooks Koepka is up there. I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so uh, I'm I'm rooting for them. Um, and I'd say that's about it. 
in terms of the non uh, non baseball sports. And also, I'm a, I, I love video games. I'm sure you guys do too. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? I'm big into the esports. Uh, big in the esports world. I played League of Legends for the last like five ish years. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that game. It's pretty popular. Do you like Call of Duty? I do like Call of Duty. I play more Call of Duty in college than I do now, though. I'm uh, sticking mostly to computer stuff. I sold my PlayStation 4 like two years ago, so I might get the PS5 when it comes out. It looks pretty cool if I can save up enough money, uh, depending on how much that costs. I don't know if that's dropped yet, but... Uh, how do you feel about um, Fortnite? <laughs> Fortnite, you know what? I can honestly say I think I've played one game of Fortnite in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> wasn't, really a big, wasn't really a big fan of it, and I know now I'd be so far behind the curve that you guys would just crush me and I'd get irritated playing the game because I'd never win. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not into Fortnite, but uh, from a shooter's perspective, I like I like Call of Duty. And, Same. you know, I like like, like a bunch of uh, massive, like, role-playing games. Like, uh, as nerdy as it sounds, I was a big World of Warcraft guy when I was your age. Enjoyed playing that, so uh, I might play that again when the new expansion comes out. Depending on if I can fit that in with work and then with baseball, that's obviously the video games come last, but uh, we'll see if I can squeeze <laughs> So, do you have a favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, you know what? The safe answer is pizza, but I really love Japanese food, and then obviously poke, which is a Hawaiian food as well. So, any of those three things they could probably eat every single day. On Japanese food, there's like, we live in New York City, so there's this restaurant I go to, and like, it's like you cook like the steak. It's like Japanese girl. It's really cool. You cook it yourself. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Okay, okay, very cool. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And um, next question: Do you have a favorite movie? We'll do non-sports one and then your favorite sports one. Sure. Favorite non-sports movie and just favorite movie in general is uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I know you guys are eleven, so I don't know what the parental uh, allowance is and what movies you could watch. Maybe when you get a little bit older, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Great movie, Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. I love, awesome. I love Matt Damon. Yeah, ben, Matt Damon's awesome. They made it, I think the, the legend goes, they, they made it when they were 19. So they were young kids making this movie. Great movie. It's my favorite, personally. And then, baseball movie is tough. Uh, another not-so-nice movie, Major League, is hilarious. Major League, we watched it many times. Yeah, absolutely hilarious, classic. Um, uh, For the Love of the Game is also a great, I think, underappreciated baseball movie. Kevin Costner in there, and then Feel the Dreams. So those three, all baseball movies. I also like The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Great movie, too. The Rookie's a great movie. It's a true story, I believe. Yeah. The guy in the Rays. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite sport besides baseball to play or watch, either one? Yeah, so to play is definitely going to be, well, I I played football in high school, loved the game, just never was big enough to play the position I did at the next level. Um, But continually still play golf well i haven't played in a year since my shoulder injury but uh, i love golf and that's probably that probably would be my favorite sport outside of baseball and to watch i love watching football i'm a big fantasy football guy i play so am two, I. Or three, two or three leagues every year so getting getting prepared it's gonna be interesting to see what happens it's true with the pandemic if we'll even have the football season but definitely uh stay glued to the tv with that jake's always the best drafter in fantasy football he always wins wow that's a that's a big compliment yeah not just about drafting though. You got to be good on the waiver wires. You got to see the the young guys that no one no one knows about too. True. Like last season, you know Darren Waller on the Raiders. He was on waivers. I picked him up, and then he averaged like ten points a game. Yeah, he was he was great. He was really good. I picked up Kamara, 
was that two years ago when he was the third string guy and he became a beast. So I'm, uh, yeah, I love it. Love it very much. So you probably mentioned this in the beginning. Or do you like have a favorite hobby? I know you said video games, but do you have another good hobby? Yeah, video games. Uh, I have my fiance and I have a little French bulldog named Winston. Uh, he's probably what I do most, hang out with most. Uh, he's, he's the best. I don't know where he's probably sleeping. I would go get him, but, um, enjoy traveling around playing golf. Like I said, video games, stuff like that too. Um, I need to read a little bit more. So I'm trying to read more. I think it's important. Those are, those are probably it. Um, so this is actually a sort of fun one. If you were to have dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, wow. Great question. Tough one. Um, you know, my go-to answer for this has always been Thomas Jefferson, just because uh, he was a really smart guy and one of the founding fathers, and I just kind of think of him as like today's, Le- or not today's, but a more recent Leonardo da Vinci, so I'd have to go with Thomas Jefferson. He seemed like he, he had a lot of information in ahead of his. I would want to go out to dinner with someone like LeBron, just talk about basketball, or a guy like The Rock, talk about like um, acting and stuff, that would be pretty cool. But um, the next question is, I know you said you love dogs, but do you have, like, a favorite animal in general? Um, yeah, the French bulldog, for sure, at this point, has become a... Oh, look at him. He's right here. Come here. You heard me talking about you. Oh, here he is. <laughs> this is Winston, everyone. He's making his, his podcast debut. He's the man. Uh, but, like, non-pet, like I would have to go... I always thought platypuses were really cool because uh, they're, like mammal who lays eggs and has venomous talons but is also like a duck so i thought it was i always thought the, the platypus was a sick animal so i'd have to go i'd have to go with that old perry <laughs> so what's your favorite moment in your career so far favorite moment in my career um oh, there's a lot of great ones there's the first time i got a call that i got signed there's getting signed again by the twins but I did. I won a championship with Schaumburg uh, in 2017. I'll probably running onto the field after we won the championship would have to be my favorite so far. And our final question for you is: We have a good one for you. What is your favorite dessert? Oof, man, I like them all. I'm a big dessert guy. I need to be careful because I start putting on weight with dessert. But uh, ice cream, ice cream is a safe answer. I know that's that's boring, but I love ice cream. Uh, We'll go with ice cream. I gotta go with a cupcake. That's just my signature. Um, cupcakes are solid. Under undervalued cupcakes for sure. For me, it's either ice cream or there's like this dessert called like a, lava, a chocolate lava cake. It's like almost like it's really really good. It's like chocolate, not like pudding, like inside of like a chocolate cake. It's yeah. really that's like my go-to. Yeah, Chili's has a lava molted cake or whatever with yeah. the on top. That's my fiance's favorite uh, dessert. She's a big fan of that. So it's kind of like a brownie with a with with a filling essentially. Yeah. Is what it, so that's just going to wrap up our great podcast. So thanks so much, Garrett, for joining us again. To our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19 relief, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment, follow, and drop a like on our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot, Garrett, and have a great day, and stay safe. Absolutely, gentlemen. Stay safe. Yeah, today, guys, was a great episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you in the next interview or podcast. Peace. Peace.